All right, well, welcome to this episode of the Texas Tech edition of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jackson Moody. This is kind of a special one because not only do we have football to talk about, we also have basketball started up. Uh, I'm recording this Monday night right after the game. Um, football didn't go great in Fort Worth, 34-24 loss to TCU. I, I actually thought we played pretty decently. Uh, we'll talk about some calls, some coaching decisions, an injury to Baron Morden. And then we'll also talk about Texas Tech in their basketball season underway. 73-49 win over Northwestern State with, uh, I believe it was, yep, 11 players scoring points for Texas Tech. So we'll talk about all that. Uh, Here we go. All right. Well, I hate to do this, but we got to start off with probably the more upsetting part of this two-part episode. Texas Tech falls to TCU in Fort Worth 34-24. And Baron Morden's injured, and he will be out for next week. That's already confirmed. Baron went 7 of 10, 79 yards, touchdown, no picks, uh, got injured. Um, we're going to talk about why Zach Kitley kept running the speed option with him with a quarterback with already a hobbled ankle. I, I don't get that. I've been a big Zach Kitley defender. I don't get that. I don't get why we didn't have more running back involvement in this game. It's frustrating. Tyler Shuck came in, didn't do great. 9 of 22, 78 yards, one touchdown, one pick. He did have a really nice connection with uh, Sparkman on the sidelines. I believe Sparkman uh, was the guy that was out-jumped by the Baylor corner last game, so it was good to see him get back on his feet. It was a really nice touchdown from him. Um, Overall, the game started awfully for Texas Tech. Uh, Three and out, punt return touchdown. Now I will say we're going to delve into some of the calls. This one's one of the more questionable calls. There's two stone-cold calls that I thought the refs absolutely got wrong. This one's more questionable. I thought there was definitely a block in the back, really as soon as the uh, punt returner fielded it for TCU. I thought there was a block in the back right there on the far side from where the camera was, um, kind of to the um, right, to the sideline side of the field of the returnman. Uh, they take it the distance. Uh, sometimes you get away with a block and back. Happened for them there, I thought. Um, unfortunate one for us. Unfortunate one. We bounced back well. Our defensive line played spectacularly in this game. They played really well. And Max Duggan, he has put up Heisman stats this year. He has put up Heisman-level stats this year. This is what our defense held him to. 12 of 23, 195 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, 49.7 QBR. They held him to under 200 yards passing. That's sensational. Uh, We got beat by Kendra Miller a lot, 21 carries, 158 yards on the ground for them. That one's tough, uh, but overall, our defense played spectacular. Um, We can talk about some mistakes on the defense that may have led up. Something somewhere, but really, I mean, you can't ask for much of a better game from your defense of your Texas Tech. Uh, they played spectacular. It Wish it was enough to get it done. Baron Morden, he got injured on a speed option. I don't know how many speed options we ran, but it had to be at least five of them in the first quarter, quarter and a half of the game. And then finally, Baron Morton, he gets tackled by the ankles. He hits the ground, the de- defenseman keeps holding on to his legs, and he rolls over, and that's how he does it. Now, some people will call that a dirty play. Um, 
Normally, if you're a defender, you try to let them go after they hit the ground. This one isn't a dirty play, I don't think. It wasn't like he intentionally twisted the ankles. It's kind of more of just the movement, and he was still holding on to him. And now, I will say, I was thinking maybe that's a dirty play. Then there was a video that somebody posted, and it's uh, Merriweather holding on to Max Duggan's ankles and then doing a crocodile roll with him. So it's like, all right, we have no uh, ground to stand on there. Now, that one may have been in retaliation. I'm not sure. That could have been in retaliation, but... Yeah, after that one, we don't really have much ground to stand on to say they purposely injured our players. But that one was a big blow, losing Baron Morton. Because really, the problem is, our O-line is just not good. And that's that's the fact of it. Our O-line is not good. Not good at all. Luckily, we're getting two guys back next week. But our O-line is horrible. Horrible. Right now. Um, the last two weeks, they've been awful. And Baron Morton's really the only quarterback we have with pocket awareness and enough mobility to be able to get out of there and make things happen. Tyler Shuck, he he does have some mobility. He isn't as mobile in the pocket. Uh, Donovan Smith does not have a pocket presence. I mean, Donovan Smith is a really good power runner. But I think he's made one guy miss a tackle in his career. Now, it was one of the best linebackers in the Big 12 with Overshawn. But he's not somebody who's going to be consistently breaking out of the pocket, uh, breaking tackles in the pocket consistently. And he just doesn't have the pocket awareness. So that's a huge blow. Luckily, this week, we're going up against a defensive line that's going to look a bit more like the defensive line we saw against West Virginia. We get to go up against not a great defensive line. Let's put it that way. And we get two starters on the O-line back. Hopefully, they, whoever it is, Shuck, Donovan Smith, don't care. Hopefully, they give them time. I think if either one of them get time, they can be successful in there. But they're going to need to get time. And... I don't think there's any Tech fan who's overly confident in saying they're going to have enough time to throw the ball right now. I, I think they're going to have more time than they did against TCU and Baylor, but not right now. We'll say I was really impressed with the effort Tech showed today, or Saturday, sorry. I was also impressed with the basketball effort today, but mainly football. I was really impressed with the effort. They held in there um, after the third quarter, they're leading. TCU's driving, we're, down, we're up, what was it, 17-13, maybe 17-14. Third down, we get a stop. Tyree Wilson gets a sack, has Max Duggan by the shore pad, as clean of a sack as you can get. We sack him on third and long, flag, face mask. He never touched the face mask. Max Duggan's helmet came around, his head turned, and they threw a face mask. Um, TCU takes the lead. We go for it on fourth down after that. Donovan Smith, I think, misses a read on a run pass option. And at that point, it was basically all she wrote. The defense just couldn't hold up any longer. I mean, our defense is good. Don't get me wrong. But we don't have the depth in those positions yet. We're still behind on a lot of the recruiting classes. So the guys are there. The 11 guys that you're throwing out there, yeah, you think they can compete with the O. with the offense or any other defense in the Big 12. But they just don't have the depth to compete for 60 minutes, especially 
when they're getting put in bad positions like they have been so far this season. I will say, last bad officiating decision I'm going to bring up. That no call where they didn't call the pass interference on Miles Price. They ruled that he caught the ball initially, went back to the replay, said he dropped it. It was on third down, trying to hang in the game. I think we were down three at that point. And they... He was tackled before the ball got there. He was straight up tackled before the ball got there. Tackled. And they don't call pass interference. My, look, look, TCU is not Alabama in the SEC. They don't get the calls every week. All I'm saying is I do believe TCU got the benefit of the calls this week. Because they're the last team alive in the Big 12 title race. to or Sorry, the last team alive in the Big 12 that can go to the college football playoff. And now I will say, TCU was getting screwed against OU too. So I'm not just, I'm not just bashing it all. Oh, TCU always gets the calls. No, I think right now they're getting the calls because they are the last team alive in the Big 12 title race. And You see that in every conference, quite frankly. You see it in the SEC with Alabama all the time. Go and ask any SEC fans who gets the most calls. They'll say it's Alabama. Maybe not anymore this year because they're kind of out of it. But they'll admit that. So, look, TCU fans, they've been screwed in the past before. They should have been in the first college football playoff. Um, They're getting the benefit of the calls right now. And Texas Tech, I think, was victim on a couple occasions today. I can see why the face mask flag was thrown, but it wasn't a face mask. Um, I can see, I, 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 I can see why they let go of the block in the back on the punt return. There were two that I thought could have been called. I thought one should have been called. One was 50-50, but they, they weren't stonewall blocking the backs. The pass interference, I mean, Mike, I'd love an explanation on that one. Like, I'd love an explanation on how that pass interference call isn't missed. Or how when you send it up to replay and you see, oh, this guy just straight up got tackled. And it's close on whether he, we, he caught it or not. I mean, come on. At some point, you got to give a makeup call at some point and let that thing stand. Anyways... I, th- I thought Texas Tech played pretty well today. I thought, I know the score ended up only being 10 points. I thought Texas Tech hung, hung in there a lot better than a 10-point game. Um, I thought they played really well. I think Zach Hitley, um, I'm by no means calling for his firing at all. One year in, nine games in, I'm not calling for that at all. The thing I will say is something needs to get better. Things need to get better. And he's still a good OC. We saw that at Western Kentucky. But there are obvious growing pains with Zach Hitley right now. We have two really good running backs, and we don't have an offensive line that can protect our quarterback. We need to use the running backs more. And I'm sorry, I I don't need to see Donovan Smith on every fourth and one, fourth and two. Sometimes it works, but sometimes when you're doing a – RPO or giving him a pass option like we saw on one fourth down he doesn't hit those he just doesn't 
Leaf Shuck or Morton in. And the Morton, he would have been left in in the Oklahoma State game. But leave them in there. They're both mobile enough as well that they can run for a yard. Tyler Shuck's still a big guy. He can put his shoulder down. Now, to be fair, if Tyler Shuck puts his shoulder down, it may break Tyler Shuck. But, you know... I'm kind of I'm I'm tired of the quarterbacks coming in and out. I get some short yard situations, but I don't want that on a fourth and one. I don't want that on a fourth and one. I want to see our running backs run it more. However that looks, I don't I don't know how it will look, but I want to see that running game get established more. And I get it. Zach Hitley is working with a bad offensive line right now. And I think the offensive line will get better. Um, as the years progress, but that's that's also not a position group you typically fix in one year. Um, either they're going to have to hit the transfer portal hard, or they're going to have to really train some guys up for next year. But moving on from that, overall, thought it was a good effort from Tech uh, football today, or Saturday, sorry, do that a lot. But just... Didn't make the plays down the stretch. A couple calls went against us. And I think that's that's pretty much what did Tech in for the loss. Now, looking ahead to Kansas, though. Looking ahead to Kansas. We need to win two of our last three. We get Kansas at home. We get Iowa State on the road and OU at home. I feel really good that we can get one of the last two. Iowa State looked like they did figure some stuff out. It'll be interesting to see how our offense looks against them, but I think our defense will look really good against their offense. Um, Oklahoma, last game, if we're at, in that at 5-6, and six, Oklahoma's already going bowling. They're not going to the Big 12 title game. I, I think we could get that one if we're at 5-6 and six at that point. But this Kansas game's crucial. We can't drop this one. We can't drop this one. We're 4-5, and five, losing record for the first time this season. Uh, they played well against TCU. I thought they played great against West Virginia. They played well against Oklahoma State. Uh, they had their moments against Kansas State this season. I don't think that this is a 4-5 and five team. I know they have a 4-5 and five record. This is still a team that should make a bowl game, without a doubt. It will be interesting to see who starts for Kansas. Obviously, they looked good this week. I think our defense is about to give Kansas a wake-up call on offense. I really do. And I think some of the keys on that is don't put them in a bad position. Play a clean game. Don't throw interceptions. Um, don't go for it so much in your own territory. And now, I'm not blaming the TCU loss on going for it. Because, look, I get it. We won the game against Texas because of that. But against Kansas, we cannot have our defense on the field that much against this Kansas offense. I think our offense should be able to pick apart their defense a good amount because they do struggle there. Um, Tyler Shuck's probably going to be the starter. It could be Donovan Smith. I want to see us establish the run game. And that's really all I got to say. Play a clean game. Don't go for it on crazy fourth downs in your own territory and establish the run game. I think we get through this one. I think we win it by a touchdown to 10 points. 
Um, it's at home. It'll be interesting to see what the crowd looks like. It is a night game, uh, so I think that's going to help. It's on ESPN+. Plus. Um, so if you're in Lubbock, go to the game. Tickets are cheap. Um, we can get to 5-5. Five and five. Hey, and guys, we have not gone 4-5 and five in conference play in a long time. That is very, very doable this year. If we win this, we are back to three and four in conference play with two winnable games left. There is still a chance they go five and four in conference play. The season is far from lost. Get two wins. Get to a bowl game. It's one of your best years in Big 12 play in quite some time. And I think that's enough to write it off as a successful year one, especially considering all the quarterback injuries, our O-line issues. I think if we can Beat Kansas, get one of the last two, we're in good shape. But this game's going to be a huge game. If we lose this, we're looking at, wow, this season just unraveled in front of us. If we win it, all right, season's back on track. You go you go one and one through your last two, win a bowl game. Okay, fine. Year one's done, tough schedule. Did a good job in year one. I think that's kind of what we're looking at right now. Now, on to some happier news. College basketball has started. I think every Tech fan after these last couple weeks losing to Baylor and TCU really needed this. And I will say the Daniel Bacho hype was real. 25 minutes, 4 of 5 from the field, 4 of 5 from the stripe, 12 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists. I will say his vision on the court was insane. Was insane. I mean, he was throwing... Dimes across the court from end to end through traffic. The Bacho hype is real. I don't know if Amax starting over him when he comes back. Eh, okay. It is Northwestern State. It is Northwestern State. Maybe I'm overreacting. But you could not have asked for a better game from Bacho today. Uh, Kevin O'Banner looked good. Pop Isaacs, I will say he was one of the starters. Um, not great. 18 minutes. He got six points, he got two assists, but he had five turnovers, five turnovers for the freshman. And I'm not, I'm not overly concerned. A lot of what we saw, we, we did awfully in the turnover department today. Horrible in the turnover department. A lot of freshmen committing those turnovers. So it is what it is. I think they'll grow into it as the season goes on. But 73-49 win, I think what we saw was about what we expected. Uh, Jalen Tyson looked good. Uh, 18 minutes, he had 8 points, 5 boards. Um, I thought he played a good game. Davion Harmon got 21 minutes. He had 4 assists tied for the most on the team with Bacho and Lamar Washington and Art and Jennings. Both of those guys really impressed me. Um, only 2 turnovers. Uh, he's going to have to get... Either the assists up or the turnovers down a bit. But overall, I thought the starting lineup played well. We got to see a lot of minutes from a lot of other guys. Um, 11 guys on Tech played 10-plus minutes today. Jennings, 10 minutes, 6 points. K.J. Allen, I thought he uh, did all right. He got three offensive boards in there. Um, so I thought, I thought K.J. Allen played okay. The problem is he's our number three big man. Right now, it looks like that's that's going to be tough in Maui. That's going to be tough in Maui. Um, 
I know AMAC's expected back, and then we'll have three big men with AMAC, Bacho, O'Banner, and then we'll have KJ Allen and sometimes Jennings coming in. Uh, we got to see the first uh, parts of Elijah Fisher. We got to see him for the first time. And remember, he should be a senior in high school right now. He reclassified. So he went from a five-star to a high four-star when he reclassified. We saw the five-star talent on display. He had an insane chase down block uh, in this game. Um, he had a couple of turnovers. Some of his shot selection, especially that corner three, you could tell he is <laughs> a high school senior's age right now. And you could also tell or see why he was a five-star recruit. I think that that's kind of what I expected from Elijah Fisher today. You saw a lot of athleticism. And everything I'm saying, criticizing this team, it's nitpicking. They did their job, won by 24 points. Game was over after the first half. They were up nine, 19 um, after being down 8-5. to five. Then they went on a 10-0 run early in the first half. So it's all nitpicking. I thought some of his side-to-side uh, -side speed uh, defending on the ball really at the top of the key, I think it was a couple times I saw that was a little bit slow. I, I'm chalking that up to him just getting acclimated. I think he'll uh, move into the system more as the season goes on. Also, Kerwin Walton, he was a guy I wasn't 100% sure about. Uh, this is saying he went 0 for 3 uh, from 3s. I, I thought he had 1-3, but he went 4 of 7 on the field. He he actually looked really good kind of faking shots and cutting in inside the perimeter there. Um, so I thought he had a good game. Uh I guess I was wrong that he didn't make a three. But I thought that Kerwin Walton, 24 minutes, he was very noticeable in those 24 minutes. And it wasn't just his three-point shooting. I think he proved he's more, more of a multi-dimensional player. Um, Williams, uh, sorry, uh, not CJ Williams, the other one. Uh, he got 13 minutes. Uh, I thought he looked pretty good in some stretches. Um, overall, 20 turnovers from the team. That's going to be a part that needs to be cleaned up. I thought it was job well done over Northwestern State. And look, I, I remember 2019. Uh, we had all those transfers come in. And some of what we saw in non-con home games was not pretty. Now, they went to during Thanksgiving break. They went and played their tournament, won those two games. And everything looked good. They lost a tight game to... Duke when they add Zion, but I think what we're seeing is the team coming together. We have Texas Southern on Thursday night. I'm feeling pretty good about this team. The talent's obviously there. The depth is really there. I mean, you had 11 guys get 10 plus minutes with AMAC injured. There's 12 guys that could be in this rotation. It's going to be interesting to see what this rotation shrinks down to. Uh, Kerwin Walton, obviously, if you're just going by the minutes, he's going to be the sixth man. It'll be interesting to see if Jennings or Allen is our third big man going forward. I think it's probably going to be K.J. Allen. It could be Jennings. Uh, Lamar Washington was better than I expected. He got more minutes than I expected. I didn't think he'd get a ton this early, but he got 15 minutes on the game. Uh, he only had three points, but he looked pretty good to me out there. Um, it's a lot higher tempo team so far, and... Look, at the end of the day, 
anything I'm saying about turnovers from players, especially freshmen, that's nitpicking. First ever college game. We're expecting that. I think it's clear that this team has a higher ceiling than last year's team. Last year's team, I think they could have gone to the Final Four. They could have beat Arkansas. But I think that they were a Sweet 16 team looking back on it now. I mean, they were just limited offensively. They were kind of a 3 and D team that couldn't shoot many threes. Uh, they found other ways to score. They just made it a rock fight a lot of times. And they did have some they did have some good slashers on that team, but they didn't have a ton of them. I think we're starting to see a lot more distribution from this team this year. I th- or that we're going to see it because I don't want to say that what we saw of Northwestern State is going to show <laughs> what we're going to see in the Big 12 play. But I thought it was a pretty good performance. Overall, I'm giving the team a B-. Uh, Texas Southern will be a better test for us. They're still not a good team. They, I know they were a tournament team last year. But those, those 16 seeds, when they're tournament teams, they're not, they're not that good of tournament teams. They, I think they did beat San Francisco today. Last I saw, they were up by eight. But overall, um, just when you look around the Big 12, West Virginia struggled a little bit. Oklahoma State struggled a little bit. UTEP was within 10 on Texas with less than 10 to go. Um, Kansas struggled a little bit. I thought Tech, they kind of put the game away early, struggled down the stretch. Iowa State, Kansas State, Baylor, obviously all three of them blew their teams out of the water. TCU, who we expect to be really good, survived a scare against a team that went 7-14 and last year. So overall, I think if you're a Tech fan, you have to be happy with the start. Excited for Thursday. We'll have another game at that home or at home at the USA. And then we play Creighton, who they beat St. Thomas. Uh, let me see if I can grab the score real quick. It was either by 11 or 12 points. They all, they struggled. And I had a Creighton friend that was texting me during halftime. He was a little bit nervous. They were up like one late in the first half. They won 72 to 60. But if you look around the teams that we're going to be playing, the teams in the Big 12, the teams on our schedule, you really can't have any complaints with this performance other than the turnovers that need to be cleaned up. I think they will. This team's going to come together. Uh, sometimes they didn't close out as well on threes in some instances. And sometimes Northwestern State hit some really nice shots, and they missed a lot of shots too. But overall, happy with the performance. We get Texas Southern on Thursday, and then we'll uh, talk about that one next week. We'll talk about their last game before the Maui Invitational. Uh, We're going to have a special episode for that one. I believe I'm going to try to have that up by Friday the 18th. I have somebody who went to Creighton, uh, knows Creighton basketball well. He'll be on with me next next Friday uh, to just preview the entire Maui Invitational. I will say, just setting what I think the bar is in the Maui Invitational, if we come first and go 3-0, obviously that's great. If we go second, or we come second, go 2-1, that's fine. Third, 2-1, that's fine. Fifth, 2-1, that's a successful tournament. 2-1 is a successful tournament for Texas Tech, especially when your first game is against a top 10 team. So we'll see. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun coming up, but uh, thank you for joining me again.